five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of Ready, Set, Pwn Podcast, your premier podcast for the Vancouver Titans and the Toronto Defiant. I'm your host for today, Alex at OmniStrife, filling in for our boss, Chris at Lightforce. Joined today by Jordan at Sir Dr. JM. Yes, that's right. Sometimes it's Jordan who's off. Sometimes it's Chris. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's quite easy to tell that the only person on here who takes this thing seriously Am I wrong, Jordan? I mean, <laughs> what was your time off? That's, that's, that's probably true. You did refer to Chris as your boss. And uh, the only people I call my boss are the ones who write paychecks for me. And uh, I still haven't seen mine yet. Wait. So he doesn't pay uh, you? D- does he pay you? <laughs> uh, that, that's confidential. Oh, I'm not okay. sure if, uh, I'll take it up with. Especially, especially when we're recording and all that. Like, I'm not sure if <laughs> we'll, our we'll take this one offline. Here, like, such such huge numbers. You know how the economy is right That's now. That's a really good point. We we don't want to embarrass anybody, especially <laughs> me. So. so how was it? It was good. How it was, was good. It? I uh, I heard you guys talking about me getting stuck in Pearson. Um, I only had a minor delay in the airport, so it wasn't bad oh, for me. So we didn't. Didn't really speak it into existence. No, no. And and uh, prior to that, though, when my wife flew out about a week before me, uh, they wound up spending about 15 extra hours at Pearson Airport with my three-year-old sleeping overnight in the airport. So that was exciting for them. But I was much luckier. But you're here now. And I got back safe and sound. And, you know, uh, the flight was a little turbulent. But uh, all mm-hmm. good. Is, is Do you like the weather on the ground a little bit better? I mean, it's super hot here. I don't know how it is. On it's uh, It's been nice here as well. It was it was nice um, nice in Toronto as well. I uh, had some good weather there, but I'm sure it doesn't compare to Hawaii. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, <clears throat> I'm sure a lot of uh, a lot of players uh, want to go that, that back to Hawaii. But I guess the midseason madness is behind us now. And uh, spoiler alert, Toronto did not, in fact, win at Came all. Came close, um, but... Yeah, Chris was probably anticipating this result, and and of course, uh, I think it goes without saying that neither did Vancouver. Um, <laughs> but still, <laughs> we have a game to cover from Toronto, and 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 some turmoil, or or is it really from uh, Vancouver mm-hmm. with some player movement and maybe some more uh, coming soon? So uh, yeah, let's just get to it. Let's get to the payload. Moving the payload. Join me. So Toronto has faced Houston after dropping into the loser's bracket. Houston did so as well. I think they lost uh, quite convincingly to the Gladiators. Am I not? Yeah, they Houston, did. Like yeah. a 3-0. I think even um, uh, Outlaws' lost against Gladiators was, uh, even though the same result, uh, worse than what we saw uh, how Toronto a loss to to the Dragons. What what did you think going into this match between Toronto and Houston? Um, it was honestly I was excited because the way that Toronto performed against Shanghai, which I I know you guys talked about last week. Um, yeah, I was excited to see Toronto kind of in in proper form from what it sounds like happened. Um, you know, proper communications and everything like that. Um, again, I mean, we don't know all the details, just what Adam said and what, you know, Sean Miller and stuff tweeted out and everything. So I was excited to see them. Um, and I definitely think that, you know, Houston is an opponent that 
on some days Toronto could beat. I know they beat them in their first matchup of the season and haven't beaten them since. Um, but Toronto, I think has been looking like they've had some small improvements, even if it's not been, you know, as consistent as we might like. So I was excited to see this one. Um, and, and overall, I think it was a good match. Yeah, I agree. The match was like a lot of back mm-hmm. and forth. Of course, we're going to break down a little bit of the maps. Uh, but going in, I thought the same. Um, these are kind of the teams that I would put in the same tier. Um, and, and the fact of the matter is that uh, a lot of, of, of the changes between Toronto and, and Houston are that Toronto might be more flexible in a way. Mm-hmm. They can play uh, more different yeah. looks. But they don't really excel at, at many of them. Yeah. While maybe Houston being a bit flatter and, and less flexible, that Doomfist look, mm-hmm. on, on, especially on those maps that don't involve a payload, <laughs> uh, they kind of uh, um, uh, gave a lot of pain to Toronto. Yeah. So let's uh, just get into it. Uh, one first map, and, and one that, of course, did not involve a payload, uh, was Oasis. Mm-hmm. Uh, they began at, at the university uh you know, it, it's very easy. While Dante's in, they're gonna they're gonna play the Doomfist, mm-hmm. right? They're gonna play the the Pelican uh, on on the e- the Pelican. The, the Pelican <laughs> is not really a hero. Uh, no, that's a, that's the next up. hero. It's a, just a bird. That would be kind of cool. nuts, right? <laughs> Everybody's expecting a fox. Why can't <laughs> Why a, a pelican? pelican be That's a right. hero, right? Like with their beak, they can consume a hero, <laughs> scoop or something you up, like and drop you off the map. Yeah, for for a while. <laughs> Yeah, but they did say they want to move away from CC, so I'm not Good sure point. how that Good fits. Point. Yeah, well, the fights went back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, Houston on that stage, University, they didn't really ever look to be in danger. I wasn't really happy with Toronto's yeah. uh, performance. It felt kind of discombobulated and, and goes back to the point which we're going to probably raise again. Whenever you have those uh, uh, tight environments, that's where the Doomfist compositions really excel. There was... Mm-hmm. Lots of weird moments where where Muse didn't really do mm-hmm. much. I, I, I don't think we should uh, you know remain too much on this map. However, on on Gardens it was pretty interesting. Toronto didn't really change their composition at mm-hmm. all. They they stayed on that Ash Tracer and Ball, but but they came out gunning like especially Muse. He, he was kind of dominating the Outlaws. Yeah, and, um, there was there was one really good point where uh, Houston was kind of pinned off the point because Muse was behind mm. them and the rest of the team was in front of them on the point and Houston was trying to push in and they just couldn't seem to do much. Um, oh, when he was hiding behind, yeah, him, behind yeah. the staircase. And it it looked like really good, but it just didn't last, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. Like, you'd expect that a map like this with a little bit more uh, line of, lines of sight for, for Hisu, maybe the ball. Of course, he it worked. Mm-hmm. What, what happened? Why, why did it stop working? I... Yeah. I I was really confused by this. Yeah. But once, like, Houston stabilized, it just, yeah. like, you know, uh, uh, the flame went out, and that was really disappointing. At that point, I was kind of, uh, you know, already, you know, being upset and throwing yeah. a towel. Getting- <laughs> well, and, and I think what we've seen in the past with Toronto as well is if they come out hot on the first map, then they usually, or, or in certain instances, they, they get that first map, and that's their only map of the game, uh, like the, of the whole thing. Mm. So when they went down after this first round, I really was like, hmm, is this going to be a 3-0 sweep? <laughs> are, are they out? Um, but, you know, obviously they uh, they changed things around pretty quick. 
Yeah, right. Then the uh, Eichenwalde, of course, was the the next map, and that's one of the maps that does have a payload. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they brought in Hi- uh, Hadba, and and that's right. I feel like they adjusted well there. Um, he did a bunch of plays right 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 off the gates. Yeah. Right, there was this one nice uh, uh, play where uh, I think Finale was slept on the tracer, and he just brought in that shield to protect him from mm-hmm. from Dante. And he, if you ever played uh, Sigma, it's really hard to really gauge or get that timing right, and that was quite an yeah. impressive uh, play. Yeah, Sigma Sigma is much more of a sort of static here. I mean, that's why you play him on payload, right? Because he can, you know, yes, uh, send out and draw back his shield easily to support the payload moving. But it's very much not a not a quick uh, kind of reactive thing. So uh, really good to see that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, a bit a bit of an interesting one seeing Hotbutt pull the Sigma out. Um, especially being against Don Tank yet again, because that's what we've been seeing so much right. already in the in right. the game. Yeah, the map really went <laughs> back and forth as, mm-hmm. as most of these maps went. Uh, I mean, they did get the first point pretty quickly, got the payload off to an early start. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toronto did get like the high ground on that second stretch. Yeah. However, like Houston have uh, a lot of mobility on their composition with the Genji going up yeah. there and then the Doomfist following. It wasn't that clear of an advantage, but still Toronto got, got a bit of a time uh, off the clock and that's what you really want to do mm-hmm. um, on, on this type of map. And in the castle, that's like a pattern that started emerging. Uh, Merit and Pelican, um, you know, they start putting some pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like there was a good play from Twilight, uh, some good nades. Twilight has been really playing mm-hmm. well um, on some of these maps. Um, they did get the third, but like with a minute on the clock, it wasn't like impossible to yeah. you know to play uh, on attack. They they showed us a different look a little bit. Hadba yeah. went on Azaria, yeah, and that was that was and, really exciting to see because I think I mean for this a lot of this tournament cycle, it's been kind of a debate of is Zarya a good look or not, um, and I think. Obviously, we saw with some of the top teams that, you know, they aren't using it too much, but it started to seem like a pretty decent counter against, uh, against yeah. Dante's, uh, Doom Tank. Doom, Doom, yeah. Don, Don, Doom, what do we call him? Don, <laughs> Doomfist. Yeah. Uh, Don, Don Tank. Don Fist? <laughs> Whatever. Don you know tank. what we're saying. Sure. That yeah. works. That yeah. works. Did he ever play DPS this season? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so either because their only yeah. other tank oh. is, is Piggy, right? So if mm-hmm. if they don't yeah. have piggy in, then that's their only option, right? Yeah. And when they do have piggy, I, why why would you take out like Merit and Pelican? Yeah. Maybe maybe he did play for a second. I I don't yeah, remember. <laughs> that's for sure. Um. Yeah. Like Hot Bazaria looked good. Mm-hmm. Um. He got that energy. He started melting. There was like yeah. one crazy one v five there. Uh, yeah. When when. Yeah, Hotbow went mad. And I, I like the Zarya since it's like it, it can make those plays that kind of turn the tide totally. if you have the good good mechanics. So it was kind of exciting. And and a lot of resources were put in. The yeah. Bob went in. Uh, finally, you know, Toronto, they kept the point. And, and Hotba, you know, he charged up the grabs one after another. And, and Doomfist didn't really wasn't really able to do anything. Even even Nano, mm-hmm. Doomfist couldn't do yeah. nothing. There was, there was also um, one, one moment, I think it was before, actually, I know it was before Castle, it was just before the bridge, uh, a really sick play where uh, Chorong popped his, his Zen ult 
and just totally yeah. fenced in Dante in the corner there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and just he couldn't move. And it was a really, really good use of the the body block there. Um, not something you see yeah. too often, especially not from or especially from a role that's not tank, right? Because normally they're the ones yeah, with the big hulking, a... you know, bodies that get in the way. But when Zen is, you know, invincible for all intents and purposes, yeah. he just kind of sat on him and he couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> you wouldn't expect the the girl no. <laughs> from Zenyatta, right? <laughs> it's just all those arms. Yeah, remind right? me, yeah, reminded me some play of uh, from from Jonak. I remember mm. vintage play where he, I don't think he body blocked, but it was like um, he blocked. I think a Ryan chart. Oh wow, nice that's play. hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but 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 definitely uh, some good uh, countering. Mm-hmm. That that probably so demoralizing. Oh, totally. It, like you're you're just helpless, right? Shut in like Can't that. Can't do anything. So. Yeah, so going forward, like uh, Hadbo is still killing it, even in the castle. They mm-hmm. they had a little bit more time, almost double the time, really, uh, 150 in yep. the bank. And then you go to overtime, you know, Toronto, they had to defend first. And Short defense. DPS were traded. Yep. Uh, luckily, Zarya is kind of a, a DPS mm-hmm. in her own right. And, and Houston, they didn't really cap uh, it. They, they had like... I less time. Yeah, I I actually I, I rewatched this game today, and uh, Jaws on the on the cast actually said that uh, at that point Zarya had thirty two percent of the team's entire damage for the match. Fifteen oh, final blows. He was only two that's final blows behind Hisu, who should be you know the primary DPS damage dealer, right? So it was an impressive yeah. showing on Zarya. Yeah, I guess the fact. Like when you're the only the only tank, that's where most of the fire yeah. will go. And he timed those bubbles pretty totally. well, and yeah, melted absolutely. Them. On attack, I, I nothing really to talk about. I think Merit was the first to yeah. fall, um, and then it was an easy cap and, from there. You know, the domino, the nice cap, and it's one one. And like, right. huh? Who knew Toronto that they're back? Oh, into we've got it. a match on our hands. Yeah, we got a match, and Dorado another payload map mm-hmm. this time there's no point to catch even like always on the payload yep. um they started off in, in defense what do you think about dorado in the night another thing that like they did in overwatch <laughs> to switch those um, um i mean personally time times of i'm day. <laughs> i'm a big fan of that kind of thing um i think in, in my mind with my limited knowledge of you know things like uh weather and and time of day systems I think these are easy features that we should have had from the jump. You should have all, this should have always been a, a thing where like, you know, if you go to Dorado, you either have the choice to select daytime, nighttime, mm-hmm. dusk or whatever. Right. Um, or is it random? Or it yeah. just picks one at random. Right. So I, I think yeah. it's kind of a, it's kind of an easy win for them to be like, Hey, look, overwatch two different <laughs> times a day on the maps. But overall it, it is nice to have, you know, just a different sort of visual feel to the maps, especially Dorado with all the kind of lights strung across the streets and things like that. So. Yeah, I agree. They, they they do have a lot of maps now that like have the either sunset yeah, or orange look to them. Uh, sunrise, lots of yeah. orange looks. I I just hope we don't you know get stuck with that just one option and they move around yeah, a little totally. bit. Uh, but yeah, back to business. Um, yeah, Toronto. They they go like like you'd expect. Go on the high ground mm-hmm. uh, bridge. Nano Hisu just killing everyone. Winston on Winston this uh, time. Then, right, right. Uh, but DPS played really well. Like Finale got a lot of picks. This was a, actually a pretty exciting was, map. Yeah. Um, Isu looked really good on the Ash of, for a bit there, especially in the that yes. first kind of stretch. I think I like his Ash way more than his Sojourn for the most part. I, I don't know what it is about this hero, right. but maybe it's just the maps that Toronto used to like play better on. Uh, I don't yeah. know. 
maybe anecdotal evidence <laughs> at best, but uh, for the most part, I really liked it. Um, they they t- took a lot of time mm-hmm. um, out of you know Houston's time bank, which is really really good. That's what you want to do with these yeah. maps. Uh, finale. Notice that I didn't really we didn't even bring him up in the, in the previous maps. He kind of woke up in this uh, uh, map. Dorado gives you a lot of of uh, yeah. you know different alternative routes where you can flank behind. So he, he did have a lot of nice yeah. sticks. Um, you know, Houston did survive and they got like second. It, it, somehow it looked like. You know, every OT, they survive. Every OT, they survive mm-hmm. again. At least the benefit of, of that is that you take a big chunk of, of the time uh, bank and, you know, uh, Houston, they're finally stopped. Uh, Just shy of the third the, point, the supports, think, right? Supports really stopped them yeah. there on, on their tracks with, with uh, Twilight and Charong. They kind of carried there. Um, yeah, attack. Piggies on, on, on the mm-hmm. sig. We, we forgot to mention the fact that, like, Dante was out. Yeah. Right. Um, Toronto, they they had a good early push. Uh, the married then on a sojourn uh, stopped them before yep. one. But Toronto, that that was probably one of the weirdest fights. <laughs> um, there was like a a, a win for Toronto. Mm-hmm. They had like a one v five old discrepancy and a lot of ults were mm-hmm. thrown, and yet they still won. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what's Houston doing, but it's, it's just like what's frustrating so like about these teams. Yeah. You know, when you're watching a Vancouver match, you're like, okay, you yeah, some questionable wait, decisions. Expect some, but yeah, when you you have the skill and you have yeah. some wins, and then you do some things like that, it's kind of uh, annoying. There was there was one point. Um, I, th- I want to say it was somewhere between uh, the first checkpoint and the second one, where. Merit, so you mentioned Merit kind of stepped up and pushed them back from uh, pushing yeah. all the way to that first point. Um, and there was one point where Merit was on the Hisu and he seemed to be doing on the Hisu on Sojourn and he seemed to be doing really well. Yeah. And then Hisu jumped over to Sojourn as well and just took Merit to task and then immediately switched off. Just was it was like I'm just going to show you who's better. I'm going to dominate. We're going to get the checkpoint and then I'm done. And then he switched <laughs> back to Ash and it was. It, very confusing because it was like okay he's like i don't need this exactly like we, we see you can play this character at a very high level we've seen it in the past i i honestly wonder is it purely he's more comfortable on ash is it a strategic decision is it kind of just know. on the fly like i was very I confused because he, he just merit looked pretty clean on on uh sojourn almost this entire series right. um and then Hisu just kind of was like mm, i could do better and then he did it, and he was like, "Okay, I, I don't want to do it anymore," and just jumped right off. So, we he didn't write anything to him in chat because that that <laughs> that is uh, out there for all to see. Like Twilight wrote the C nine, yeah, yeah. That's kind of yeah. funny. Uh, but they did play uh, in front of each other. Maybe he did uh, kind of <laughs> wave sign language, raise like, a finger at Come him. Come on, like get to my level. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was a there were a lot yeah. of fingers thrown. All right, I remember in season one, was it like I think Prophet was fined for it. Oh, for really? Showing the finger, but now they're oh, like all the teams <laughs> post those fingers as their yeah. profile pictures. So I, I think the policy has changed quite yeah, a bit no from. Back then. <laughs> Loosen the strings a little bit. I mean, if you watch, yeah. you know, traditional sports, it's not like players aren't beaking each other on the ice or, or on the field or the court or anything like that. So what are you talking about? Like if, <laughs> if you, if you showed a finger to someone in hockey, it'll be a little hard with those. I was going to uh, say they can't see it because of the gloves. Big mittens, but, <laughs> but I'm sure, uh, you know, your season will be over and you'll be, you know, um, kicked out of the league Absolutely. for sure. For sure. Unfortunately, we don't have our, uh, you know, 
designated uh, aficionado mm. of the NHL mm -hmm. here, but um, I'm sure you watch it more than I do anyway. So uh, <laughs> it's good to know. Good to know. Um, yeah, Colosseo. Uh, now mm. we have uh, the Don Tank mm -hmm. back in. That's that's the term we agreed Don upon. Don Tank, right? yes. So, Don I wrote it multiple times in my notes, so I don't know why I couldn't remember what it was, <laughs> but uh, there it is. Muse back on the hamster and da and Dante on Doomfist. Right, right. And and Muse, he's sometimes he has a good map on on ball, sometimes yeah. not. He didn't start great on Coliseo. I, I, he got slept, and and they had the initial push. Yeah. Uh, Dante just went off. He got the nano early, yeah. and and he just had a field day. Toronto felt like at that point, oh no, they're collapsing. Mm -hmm. Like we didn't mention that that. At, But but I, I don't know if we got to that point. But Toronto actually did win uh, and gone uh, you know two up, two two one uh, um, in the previous map. And and then again with that seesaw of emotions. Mm -hmm. Now oh here we go. We suck again. <laughs> <laughs> It felt like they were collapsing. Yeah. Uh, um, but they got to stop. And Hisu uh, came. You know his aim finally returned to him. <laughs> uh, but you know momentum just shifted back to Houston. Yeah. Yeah, this like I, you said, this one yeah, was a ahead. seesaw. Like it was, it was back and forth. The problem was Houston got a decent amount of distance, and then Toronto started winning fights, and they would you know walk the little robot dude back just a little bit, and then Houston would come back, win another fight, and they'd take it again. And it, it kind of kept going back and forth. But Houston had made so much progress at that point that it it didn't seem to matter. Yeah, I think the biggest. Uh like display of of er, not urgency but but maybe maybe desperation is the fact that we saw Muse try the the doomfist himself yeah yeah and uh not necessarily like a a, 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 a bad thing to do but like it was reactive mm -hmm. right they were struggling to find something yeah. that that might have worked like he did go on on the zari again that looked a little bit uh better uh well, and, and they won a couple of fights but yeah know. when when he switched over to the zarya it again seemed like suddenly it was starting to make an impact but at the same time i mean like what i wrote on my notes here is just too little too late like at that point yeah, like i could have swore there was 30 seconds 12 seconds left in the match or something and it was just like why are you switching now you should have switched you know four fights ago um especially because they had a <laughs> decent push at least once with with uh, muse on zarya it was kind of like mm -hmm. maybe if you'd done this a little earlier i mean you use zarya to counter doomfist on uh, those payload maps i mean what is the robot if not a payload right yeah yeah and, and not only that but like it, once you're going up against like so much more progress mm -hmm. it feels like you know the map starts tilting yeah. and your 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 robot is pushing up yeah. hill as as when it went for houston it felt like yeah it just rolls easy going yeah. Unfortunately, uh, poor play from Toronto on this map. I, I I really didn't like what I saw. I'd say this was probably the weakest uh, map. Well, I don't know that first that first map was pretty concerning. Yeah, and it was wait, over pretty kind quickly. Of as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. right. So it's two two, and they unfortunately finish off on another map that has no no yeah. payloads to be seen anywhere. Uh, to add insult to injury, you start at. Control Center on Lijung mm -hmm. Tower, which is probably the best Doomfist map uh, yeah. there is in, in the game. Very, very tight corners. Yeah. No space to maneuver. Mm -hmm. And Muse 
playing the Zarya, mm-hmm. uh, we're used to to seeing you know always Hadba, but Muse did did dabble a little bit with that hero. Um, is it what was it a questionable pick in your eyes or not? Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't know what the alternative is. That's the big thing. Is right. what what else no, do they I play? Because we know that you know Winston probably isn't going to do a ton. Um, yeah maybe a wrecking ball just because of the potential for disruption more than anything. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know what alternative they had really. Yeah. You're absolutely right here. Maybe not a questionable pick, but definitely a reactive pick to like, Oh, well, let's let's try and put up a fight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It looked nice. Like I was looking, uh, they, they showed the uh, Muse's POV. It was getting charged. It was getting, it was uh, melting mm-hmm. some of the front line. But unfortunately, Pelican was was busy in the back lines, uh, causing havoc yeah. and you know ripping Twilight and Toronto to shreds. And once you lose that, you, you can't really yeah. win. I actually Toronto. Sorry, yeah. I was go just going to say, Jaws noted in this in this match, uh, or sorry, in this round as well, that uh, Hisu was actually leading the game in final blows at this point right to that point which was crazy because the big thing that i felt like uh we were seeing was really pelican on genji and and merit on sojourn or occasionally pelican on echo um but it really seemed like right. they were just out dpsing hisu and finale so when when jaws said that i was pretty shocked because i wouldn't have thought that um but i i kind of get the feeling that you know it seemed like toronto just wasn't getting picks yeah, I mean, probably that's an indication to the fact of Finale not really showing up. Yeah, fair uh, enough. As you'd want him to, because if if like Marin and Merit and then Pelican, uh, they they canceled each other out, True. right? In terms Good of point. Yeah, damage they had to do, and and Hisu's maybe kind of doing the lift. Hisu had to really deadlift yeah. <laughs> on his own, which unfortunately wasn't enough. Yeah. And uh, they recapped a little bit at sixty four percent for Houston behind a very 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 charged Muse. Uh, but then again, like Merit, Merit's turn came up to, you know, step it up and, and they got the first, uh, map market. Sure. A better map to counter Doomfist. Mm-hmm. Um, Toronto did counter mm-hmm. them with, with, a, with Hisu who had his, uh, line, lines of sight much better to, yep. to, you know, put, put out, put down that damage mm-hmm. really. And Houston, they did squat the point for a bit, but Toronto, you know, they outlasted them a little bit and and won one. And it came down to to a single map, really. Yeah. And, and it's funny because, you, you know, we always talked about glaring weaknesses uh, for Toronto, glaring weaknesses for Houston. And, and there you go. Like, a- any team could have won yeah. it at that point. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> it was Toronto who... who I, I, wrote a, I wrote a comment there... Um, I wrote a note like while watching this, even before the, the map started, that Toronto is about to be beaten by geometry again. <laughs> and that's really like if, if t- Tower and Control Center are pretty similar in that mm-hmm. like circular area with with that post in the in the middle and, and actually it wasn't the geometry this time. It was Merit who just went bananas and hit every railgun shot and and that's how it ends for Toronto, unfortunately. The only thing I wrote down for round three was Merritt pops <laughs> off on Sojourn because that's that's what he did. He, yeah, you know, he he pulled out the deadlift in that round and just carried Houston across the finish line. Um, yeah, yeah. O- overall, so- the big takeaway for me was that Toronto performed well. Um, I think better than I maybe would have expected. 
Um, mm. especially with the fact that, you know, they were up at 1.21, you know, when, when we went to Coliseo, they were, it was match point. If Toronto could have taken that, they would have won it three, one, which I don't think many people would have expected. Um, obviously they were correct. Yeah. Um, but the teams honestly <clears throat> at a lot of the time look pretty equal. Um, when Toronto's DPS is working together, when, uh, you know, the, the tank play is working in their favor, or maybe the map is working in their favor for the tank. Um, the teams look pretty even, you know, it looks like Toronto can take Houston to, to task. Um, but ultimately it kind of, it seemed like Houston was just more consistently good. Um, you know, they were more, I'm sure if you looked at some, I don't know, comparisons of, of fight win rate or something like that, I'm sure Houston would be on top. Um, and if Toronto could just kind of figure that little bit out, if they could just be a little more consistent, I think they could really compete with a team like Houston. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Houston being, uh, they be, they beat Houston at the start of the yeah. season. That's probably also uh, when I looked uh, at their schedule, past schedule, uh, that was the best team that they had beaten. Yeah. So we don't really know um, who... Toronto, what what is the best team that Toronto can take on really and beat? Yeah. Right, that's that's one question that we still don't really have an answer to, unfortunately. Yeah, Another part of it, and we'll talk a little bit about this uh, during uh, you know the fray, is a lot of teams, uh, some that were expected to be better, kind of yeah. crashed and burned, and a lot, a lot of teams kind of stepped up, and a lot of teams just lived and died by what map they were mm-hmm. given and what uh, uh, um, uh, compositions were optimal to those maps. And maybe Toronto, like I said, like I'm getting the feeling that they're like, you know, pretty good at something. Like jack of all trades and master of none, sort yeah. of thing. Um, and and Houston, they they got lucky because uh, a lot of maps mm-hmm. uh, play to their favor. And while they they are terrible on on hybrid mm-hmm. and, and maybe payload, they do excel at those tightly, uh, you know built uh king of the hill mm-hmm. maps so maybe that that was the difference and and if uh the the, the lineup was constructed a bit differently with, with the maps yeah. uh, i'm looking for a pattern here <laughs> but at the end of the day you know like you said if we we would look at all the data i'm sure yeah. that really uh, um houston will come up on top in terms of you know how much uh Load was shared in terms of, of, of in terms of damage mm-hmm. and and uh, and how much how many fights they had won. Like I, I think outside of Hisu, the only good DPS that we saw is is from the Zarya player, yeah. and that's not what you want to yeah. see. Well, and I mean, you made you made a very salient point when you said that you know the reason Hisu is so high on the final limbs is probably because he's the one having to do that. Now, sure, there's something to be said about Tracer not necessarily being a sort of uh, elimination hero. You know, she often is... Yeah, a little mosquito Exactly. In back, She's right? often more pestering, more annoying, more pop in, pop out <clears throat> kind of thing, so that a character that Hisu is playing can get the picks. But even still, you would expect it to be a little more even, which I think is what you see sure. with Merit and Pelican. They're both very good right. players. Granted, you know, so are Hisu and Finale, but Merit and Pelican, I think, are on more of an even playing field. Um, and maybe they just work together a little better. Um, and I, and I kind of think that that really elevated Houston, um, you know, aside from the fact that, yeah, they're really, they're really able to make those kind of tight quarters work for them. So. 
And unfortunately, that was it for Toronto. Two matches, two losses. Just like last time. Um, they they had a, f- a funny, sad tweet like, "Oh, we made it to the grand finals with a screenshot of you know New Queen Street <laughs> yeah <laughs> map." <clears throat> and 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 this is this is it. Uh, going forward, we can touch upon that a little bit. I I don't know. I feel like there's a weird place you don't want to be at which is now occupied by Toronto. <laughs> it feels like they don't really know where they can uh, change, if at all, for the better. Mm-hmm. And coming off of a, of a tournament like that, uh, you just hope maybe for, for a better luck at the lottery of, <laughs> of meta, <laughs> in a way. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I do wonder, what would what would be a meta that favors Toronto? And, I mean... Obviously, we've seen, you know, Muse can can work on the Winston for sure, but it seems like most teams have a pretty good dive set up. Um, yeah. I would tell them to grind that Junker Queen now, but but <laughs> beta is down, so... <laughs> That's a good point, though. We we will see Junker Queen at some point, and, you know, who's to yep. say if she she may be meta? You know, they may do the classic overtune, which obviously we did not see them do at the start so, of the season, right? We didn't see any Sojourn at the beginning, and... We still don't see any Orisa, despite the brand new kit and everything like that. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly, as as long as Hisu stays off the Sombra, then I'm. <laughs> I think they can continue <laughs> to improve. Did you watch a little bit of Contenders? Uh, I didn't actually. I saw it was on today, um, but yeah. it was late in the day when I noticed it, and I was rewatching the say, <laughs> I, I'm going to talk a little bit about that in the fray, and uh, or, we're going to see I, Junker Queen. If that... I read the article <laughs> that uh, I think you're going to talk about, so. Yeah. So, uh, but before that, we need to discuss a little itsy bitsy mm-hmm. kind of uh, <laughs> piece of news that came out of nowhere. Really, my my first reaction to this was very jerky. Not gonna <laughs> lie. Shockwave got wave. Chuck waved. Shock waved. <laughs> That's right. Shock waved. What was your initial reaction to seeing the tweet or um, getting the notification? I actually. So I mean, I, obviously, I think. You'd be crazy. Not anyone would be crazy to say they are sh- are not shocked by this. Like <laughs> too many too many shocks in the sentence. But you know, it was. We'll wave that off. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll wave the shock. <laughs> it was it was absolutely stunning to see the announcement that Shockwave of all players was was being cut. And then of course he he follows it up with a tweet saying it wasn't his decision, but he wishes the team all the best. Which first of all, you know class act on his part you know there's nothing wrong with saying that right. and he handled it i think as best as you know he he could um at the same time i think that the general conversation around shockwave being cut has been very overblown almost to the point mm-hmm. of silliness i think that people throwing their arms up in frustration and being like, why'd they cut their best player? Blah, blah, blah. To me, it's clear as day why he was cut. And it comes down to the simple fact that it was a deep decision. I don't know that for sure, but what else happens? You bring in a brand new coach and two or three weeks later, you're arguably your star DPS player or the closest thing you have to a star DPS player is suddenly cut from the team. It's obvious that the coach, maybe he didn't have a problem with him, but didn't want him for some reason, and this is sports. This is what happens. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, um, again, my my reaction was also kind of uh, 
I, I was weirded out by this. I I was thinking for sure something is mm-hmm. is <laughs> some something is wrong here. And and you know he was probably the franchise yeah. player if you want to find someone on on the Titans star DPS mm-hmm. right coming back home to his first team and all that great story. Uh, but I agree with you. Like the more I thought about this, you know, my 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 nerves <laughs> simmered down a little bit. Th- there is a bit of an overlap there with Aspire. It does exist. Mm-hmm. And and while I don't think that Shockwave ever underperformed this year, I would say Aspire looked a little bit right. better, more consistent. Um and and it wasn't as shocking as like I, I'd compare it to Bumper Beam. Yeah. Kind of, right, women. Vancouver was because this is a, a winless team, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? So let's just not say like, oh, how how could it cut Shockwave? And he he was the reason for all of our victories. And I'm not putting the yeah. blame on him, but uh, necessarily, of course, here I'm just saying like uh, at some point a change must mm-hmm. come. And and uh, Shockwave was uh, we don't know this, but probably one of the more expensive mm-hmm. players that uh, Vancouver had on there. Yeah roster and and clearly with changes that need to be put in place with a new coach coming in and then you know the, the the glaring gaps that vancouver has maybe a tank maybe at other positions mm-hmm. there is now a rumors galore uh, i know uh, chris doesn't like talking much about rumors <laughs> but but he's not here so we're gonna do it nah. anyway uh, <laughs> let's talk about Lizzo. Yeah, just kidding. That's it. You want you want to pre- prevent me to, to talk about like hearsay? <laughs> you gotta show up to to prevent me from that or that. sign the check. <laughs> exactly <laughs> that too and 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 of course mirror and aspire together is is kind of mad it's not it's not your you know yeah. premier dps lineup that you want to have or put up against the competition uh and that's why it seems like from different rumors that another dps has been signed halo uh, reported about uh king coming from maryville mm-hmm. esports a, a collegiate team now i don't really know much about tier two or king but that team had mikey and Coluge. Yep. um on that squad and false and provide also from, uh, I actually didn't know that. you know, the London Spitfire, but, but it's pretty interesting that that was last year. And, you know, usually you come to these teams and I'm looking at Wikipedia. Who do they have a tank? Who do they have a tank? Maybe that's the next sign, sign, assigned player. Hmm. Um, but because, you know, Mikey and Kluge are both already, uh, taken, that's kind of unfortunate. Um, I didn't recognize any other name on their uh, a roster outside of one, and that's Luke Amino. He or Luke Amino, however you want to pronounce that. He's he's one name that I've heard constantly being brought up. Like, how is this guy not? Oh, yeah, really? He's a flex support, so I'm not sure if there's more changes. Mm-hmm. There are rumblings. I think Halo himself also uh, replied to some of the comments about this that there are interesting things to come. Since oh. I don't think it's the the last move. Right. Um. But yeah, I mean uh, that that new so a new uh, 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 player King he plays the tracer, the Genji, the Echo, so he can stick right in. Uh, I don't know if you want to have Mirror on Flex DPS. I think he's been not great. Uh, his Doomfist uh, was pretty good on yeah. tank. That I did I, I did think that that was his strong suit. What do you think about that signing or or like the general uh, uh, rumblings? Um. It's it's an interesting one. Like you say, I think the the sort of history behind uh, the team with, with Maryville Esports, I mean, I just pulled it up on Liquidpedia as well. Um, and I think that's that's probably where the idea behind all of this comes, especially seeing Mikey Kaluge, um I don't remember the third one you said there, but 
It was false, oh. actually, still on the Titans. That was last oh, year. Okay. Uh, and, and provide. Oh, and so. provide as well. There you go. So I, I think it, you know, it kind of <clears throat> lends itself to, I mean, it's, it's very similar to, um, when the Titans, uh, had the great, whatever the reckoning the first time around and basically just scooped yep. up, um, I don't even remember which team it was at this point. Um, whichever team from contenders, North, uh, third impact, triple wind, second wind. Second, Second win, yeah, I think so. okay. Yeah. Um, you know, when they, when they scooped up those that roster as a whole kind of thing, it, this is in theory, this is the system at work, right? This is what should be happening. We should be seeing these contenders teams being these sort of feeder teams into the league. Um, so I I like seeing this kind of thing. Um, who knows in terms of success and everything like that? Because uh, it's very hard to say what. Depe is building towards. I think seeing him make a move like cutting Shockwave and then, you know, rumors of him being, you know, not necessarily directly move. replaced, but quote unquote replaced yeah. by another player who's probably a little bit lesser skilled, um, just given what we know of Shockwave. Um, you have to assume that Depe is trying to make his plan work. Um, the one thing I will say, going back to Shockwave a little bit, is that obviously it's not a very player-forward move to cut someone from your roster halfway through the season. It probably means Shockwave's not going to land anywhere uh, in, in terms of Owl. Um, he may drop back to contenders, which could happen, but there's there's a high likelihood he does not get picked up by another team, and if that's the case, there's also a high likelihood he does not return to the league in the following season, which obviously sucks for him. There's no world in which this is a player-forward decision unless... Uh, he was traded to another team, which obviously we know he was not. So, um, so that's too bad. Um, but ultimately I have to assume Depe is working his magic, trying to maybe fit some pieces into places where he knows he needs to fill them. But at the same time, I mean, if I look forward to the end of the season, I don't know that this roster sticks around whatsoever. Um, you know, once Depe is able to fully do what he wants. Now, I also don't know any contract details. I don't know what these players are signed for. Um, I don't know if any of them are signed for uh, one plus one or anything like that. Um, so that could come into play, but I think we're, we're starting to see Depe probably getting a little bit of freedom to work with what he's got. Mm hmm. Okay, and uh, I think the last thing that we want to say is the fact that the matter, like the last piece of news here, is that we're not going to have uh, Toronto or Vancouver playing um, this weekend. Obviously, there's no games <laughs> again. In fact, the first time we see both teams again is when they play each other mm -hmm. on Friday, August 12th. So we'll of course preview this uh, battle for Canada next week, and it's it's gonna be. An interesting one, to say the least. Uh, it's going to be uh, with with new meta maybe coming in and mm -hmm. all the you know implications of, of these both teams probably not being where they want to be. Um, <laughs> I can't wait for Chris's that's prediction. It. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll see. And uh, I think that is all for our payload. And let's just get into the fray. We've had a tournament. That we have.
The tournament mid-season madness is finally complete, and and gladiators are pretty good. Second time in a row. Yeah, pretty good is right. I um, I made the mistake of putting all my eggs into the uh, eastern basket there. Oh yeah, tell and me it about did it. Not well, we're gonna off. get to pick him. So <laughs> a lot of people uh really got crushed. Uh-huh. Outside of Light Force is not. Here to gloat about him actually winning uh, the bracket uh, wars, at, le- at least for uh, Ready Set Pawn. Uh, but but I-, I actually had Gladiators making all the way to the finals, but but uh, losing to uh, Soul Dynasty. Yikes. But <laughs> <laughs> you're right. The APAC region didn't really uh, uh, show up, I think. Kester is definitely the front runner for MVP proper. It will be a rookie of the mm-hmm. year. Uh, like I said... I'm, we're, there's no point in just going through the entire yeah. bracket. I think the biggest thing from here is like in Overwatch 2, it's clear you live and die by the meta. Yeah. APAC, I wouldn't say entirety of APAC. I mean, like a team like Diffusion did step mm-hmm. up. Uh, Mayhem looked a little bit better than before, yeah. but, the, but the rest of APAC and a team like Dallas Fuel, man, they, they yeah. didn't uh, show up at least like we, we expected them to. So. Right. What are your thoughts about about this entire tournament? Um, tournament wise, honestly, probably one of the most fun that we've seen. Um, oh yeah, you know, I obviously even even in comparison to some of the grand finals, I mean, overall the tournament was was better than a lot of those have been. The final final was better than you know some of the grand finals have been. I mean, I think yes. back to the shock beating the Vancouver Titans in a four zero sweep, and unfortunately, that was not a very competitive match. Um, then nope. this one, this one was a lot of fun in terms of the final, in terms of the whole, uh, the whole tournament. And obviously really exciting to see the two, uh, regions coming together. Um, and honestly as well, really exciting to see, uh, sort of the, these bracket busters that, <laughs> you know, these, <laughs> these matches that did not go the way that people expected, right? I, when I went through my pickums, I was kind of like, I don't think I have a single, you know, quote unquote upset in here. I thought Florida would do worse than they did. I thought, you know, I guess London was maybe the only question mark for me. Um, I was with, I was with, right. I think you said on the, the last episode that every time you bet against Atlanta, they win. So you bet on Atlanta <laughs> and, and I did the, the same. Way, yeah. I, I thought exactly the same. Every time I bet against Atlanta, I wind up on the <laughs> loser's end. So I bet on them and it did not work out. Um, so yeah, I think yeah. London was maybe the only team, but then, you know, Florida stepping up and crushing London in the loser's bracket. Um, yeah. you know, uh, it, actually, like you said as well, Philly, I think overperformed a little bit. Um, so that was great to see, uh, representing mm-hmm. on the Eastern side. Um, but yeah, overall, ton of fun. Yeah, I agree. Shock also looked pretty good. I think there was a, a, a good story there. Uh, in, oh, yeah. You know, them beating Gladiators in a five-game series and then losing to them. I always do this these uh, predictions where I think the team that like comes from the loser's bracket will uh, beat the team that they had lost to. Right. Unfortunately, I didn't have it like, that way in, in the pickems. I had mm-hmm. uh, Soul coming from the loser's bracket. That <laughs> didn't end up happening. But, but Shock did uh, look really nice i was worried there at the finals where gladiators went up three yeah. three zero it looked really not competitive mm-hmm. they had all of the momentum and then 
you know, the San Francisco shock, they kind of came back and and, and uh, got back into yeah. it. Uh, but not too little, too mm-hmm. late. To me, Gladiators, uh, they also act kind of like a, a reverse uh, result to my pickums. Whenever I get the purple haze, they they end up losing. Whenever I I, I don't give them, you know, the the, the trophy, they they mm-hmm. get it. Uh, Gladiators fan, if you're if you're listening to this, just hope that I never pick them to to win a tournament <laughs> again because that that'll just you know set them up for success <laughs> right That's away. Funny. Um. Yeah, it's it's been great. I usually get you know Overwatch fatigue after watching a bunch of games. This time yeah. it was really fun and and enjoyable to watch. So so props to you know everyone who was involved, the players of course, front desk. We, uh, you know, we had a little bit of a change there with mm-hmm. so of course uh, Awfully stepping in, becoming a mom. So that's that's great. Yeah, yeah it's been a lot of fun. I I, I miss Overwatch League <laughs> again. Like uh, <laughs> now we gotta wait. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So with that thing out of the way, we did have contenders uh, coming back into the spotlight. And well, we're not really here to talk about contenders. This was never a a tier two podcast. Even but though it is it now. Looks like no, we're talking. Yeah, we're talking a more about Runaway than than <laughs> uh, the Defiant and the Titans combined. But but we're talking a little bit about about something that I want to bring up. Like I I watched a little bit of of the games and and it looks like most of the teams run something akin to a, a new version of goats. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, the the the, the dreaded uh, meta of 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 uh survivability and and it looks like people run Junker Queen Lucio Brig and it has crazy sustain and nothing dies before the queens do. <laughs> and I find it funny how quickly teams figured it out, especially in tier two when they have the limited access and yeah. all that. Uh, what do you think on that? Um, I mean, controversial take here. I never had that much of a problem with goats. Granted, mm-hmm. a big part of that is because I came in partway through it. I also decided to be a Vancouver fan at that time, which let's be honest, it was a great time to be a Vancouver fan. Um, and because of that, I had a lot of fun with it. I was also, you know, I would say a lot more casual of an Overwatch League fan than I am now. Um, so I don't think I necessarily, you know, saw all the nuances of how um, it really was all about standing your ground, building those ults, and then just simply using them at the sort of, right time to take advantage of the mm-hmm. other team making a mistake right i don't think i necessarily uh understood how sort of procedural it was which i think is what a lot of people yes. complain about goats um but i mean at the same time seeing a new sort of call it new flavor of it with junker queen being in the picture i think could be interesting like she's a new hero that you know um we've obviously seen in one beta so for for three weeks and outside of that, we haven't really seen too much of her. I'm sure there will be some neat stylistic plays that players are able to make. Um, I'm sure we will probably see certain uh, players really step up and kind of um, show off what Junker Queen can do in the same way that, you know, we saw, we see players like uh, uh, Pelican, you know, demonstrate how powerful a Sojourn can be, whereas someone like Hisu prefers to, you know, stay on an Ash. So ultimately... I can't say I am super against it. Brig also is in a very different state than she was uh, during goats. Um, yeah. And so that does add another element to it. Um, and I think overall, just the game is a lot faster. So, um, you know, that sustain right. 
uh, in theory could mean that teams get steamrolled or it could mean that, yeah, you know, fights just end quicker and, you know, the other team has a chance to come back. Yeah, I, I am mildly worried and like <laughs> worry is a harsh, harsh word. But my problem with GOATS was about the fact that like you don't really get to see DPS players mm. pop off. And, and, you know, when you have a player like Haxal in, in Brig Jail, that really got me <laughs> yeah. upset. And then now in Overwatch 2, and we, we talked a little bit about that in the, in the mid-season madness, is that you get those pop-off moments where a, a player can literally wipe mm-hmm. a, a team out if, if he's, he has a, a hot streak. Of course, it's not as as clean or pure or as predictable mm-hmm. in terms of analytics and all that but that's where my passion for for this esport mm-hmm. is and right now it looks like a lot of dps what they do is run around until uh finally <laughs> one queen falls and maybe then interesting get a little bit of action right. and and we still have dps in of course uh but we'll see uh, maybe it'll be changed until then uh who knows really last thing to talk about we we dabbled a little bit but how did your bracket go how many points did you muster (laughs) (laughs) from this uh uh, entire i got 15 points from this tournament yeah i i didn't do much better i did uh i I got 16 (laughs) yeah so so not not as great you know who did uh perform well in this Mm, i don't I don't tournament. know if anyone on this podcast did actually. I don't see anyone else here. So yeah, well, he's not here. <laughs> but let me tell you, uh, at rank one with thirty four points, thirty four. Yeah, that's that's more than double than what you or me got. Uh, <laughs> it uh, is <laughs> Chris. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, maybe just you know, uh, put it in blindly. I don't know. He's not <laughs> here, so. He can't really defend himself here, but he, like, second place in our, at least in our group, is, is 22 points yeah. behind. Yeah, 12 points behind, Chris. So it's pretty, pretty, pretty darn Crazy. impressive. Unfortunately, right now, uh, I tried to before. I don't know if they fixed that. You cannot really see the bracket like it could last oh, year from, from another user, unfortunately. So you cannot really open that. I, I'm really curious. Maybe we'll bring this up next week, assuming we don't have too many news to talk mm-hmm. about. Uh, but that puts, if you want to put it into perspective, entirely uh, that the full round is uh, you're at number mm-hmm. three with 143 points. Danimal is number one, 155. Kennedy is at 146. And Light Force is breathing down <laughs> my neck with 128 now. <clears throat> In totals, though, um, 2022, it's pretty interesting. Uh, here's the thing. Kevin Liu and KOJ, they're like one and two, and then I'm at, I'm at number three. Chris is number four, and you're number five. <laughs> you're one point behind Chris. Oh man, single point. Don't forget to put in your uh, crystal ball picks this yeah, stage. No kidding. Oh yeah, I guess can we do that now? I should check. I don't, I don't know, know if it's unlocked I yet. Know. I did get my crystal ball picks in uh, this time around uh, for the midseason madness. Let me see if we can go mm-hmm. to... Oh, Summer Showdown, you can't even click the link yet. So it's not live yet. Yeah. Uh, oh, the moment it opens, you won't be able to f- to fill it in. And, and, <laughs> and once you can, it'll be all locked Yeah, up. that's right. <laughs> yeah, so it's been uh, quite a show. We had a, a game to talk about. Not a lot of uh, other things going on. Of course, uh, we discussed all of it. Um, so... Like I mentioned before, no games again for this weekend. Um, we will preview, of course, the Battle for Canada next week. 
you want to do a preview for the preview? I think that's the, the big rage right now, right? A teaser for a teaser announcement for mm, announcement. Yeah. Um, tune in. Do that too, Tune right? in. Who do you think is going to win? Just, just, just leave me with that. Who do I think is going to win out of uh, Toronto, Vancouver, you mean? Yeah. Battle for Canada this year, I think it's clear. It's going to go the way of the Toronto Defiant. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. I like... Before this entire weekend of, of turmoil, I'd, I, I was leaning very lightly towards Vancouver mm-hmm. just for the spiciness of the mm-hmm. pick. But I, I, I think, uh, with this movement, it, it's kind of treaded off the spiciness to like the realm of madness. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm not comfortable to, to put it on the record anymore. That's enough. okay. Uh, yeah. We'll, I'm not gonna pick, uh, we'll let Chris do that. We'll see. <laughs> So, we'll uh, see who joins me next week. <laughs> Will it be Chris at Lightforce or Jordan at so- uh, Sir Dr. JM? Of course, also one uh, one man uh, watch point. Is that what it's called? That's what it's called, one man watch point. Exactly. I wasn't sure because I, I, I don't normally run these uh, uh, end of show uh, disclaimers. That's okay. Um, but who knows? Maybe it'll be just me all by Ooh. myself, like the song goes. All by myself. Oh, you can just sing yeah, for yeah. like an hour. <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm going to do for a whole hour. Because <laughs> uh, that's that's the kind of quality content that we, you know, we that's do. Right. This episode that's what we one, get paid 163 for. 163 now. Yeah. So you know where to find us on Twitter at Ready, Set, Tone. And we're on all podcasting platforms. But you already know. <laughs> if you're listening to this, you probably know this already. But if you're not, I'm... I'm I guess I'm telepathically beaming out this message to the world <laughs> right now. And uh, yeah, leave us a review while you're at it. Uh, Jordan, any words of wisdom before we sign off? Uh, I have no words of wisdom prepared, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to a bit of a break from the Overwatch League, but I'm also looking forward to the return of, uh, of matches so that we can finally see that uh, Battle of Canada. Nice. It's going to yep. be good. So Chris is not here, so I got to fill in. Uh, and I, I, I did do a little bit of research in theme with what happened last week, what transpired. Not many people know, but Spartacus's wife was actually eaten by a lion. Did you know no, this? No, I did not know that. So uh, when people asked him, like, was this the reason you decided to fight lions for a living? You know what he said? What did he say? Said, no, I was actually glad he ate her. <laughs> glad he ate her. <laughs> glad he ate her. <laughs> All right, that, that was good. That's good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Like pretty that. good. Let's see. Let's see if uh, whenever he comes back, if he can. Uh, yeah, I up doubt to that. it. He's he's not very good at yeah, that. I doubt it too. You know what? I, I think it. his new challenge is going to have to be every tournament. He has to find some pun that ties into the winner of the tournament. In line, yeah. right? Like like the special skin. It, yep. You get a pun in. Exactly. All right. So it's been a pleasure. We'll talk to you next week. Catchphrase. Okay.